So Graham, thank you uh, so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, before we kind of, you know, look back and, you know, talk about, you know, I guess the old days, let's talk about, you know, the upcoming album that you have uh, on, on doc now, um, the journey, I guess it's the first one with uh, Kevin, right. That, that you recorded. Yeah. So what was like the recording process like during a pandemic? Unusual. Uh, it's been fairly difficult as well. Lots of issues, I think, were not unique in the fact that, you know, we've we've kind of had to adapt to where we work. You know, you would usually go into a studio and you would all be together. You would become creative together. And unfortunately, this, this year and last year, that just hasn't been um, on the table at all. So, you know, doing things like I'm doing with you, we would do the, this, you know, we would do occasional songwriting sessions like this. And, right. uh, and that throws up the issues of the slight couple of second delays, you know, so you can't really, you know, what you lose is the sort of spontaneity that you would have if you were all in the studio together. But, Nonetheless, we are where we are, so we have to work with what we've got. And, and so it, it was just a matter of, you know, we all have computers nowadays and, you know, they're great facilities for putting ideas down and then we can send them off to one another. And, you know, the, what, what I would say is it, it's much more time consuming than, you know, it would normally be because it's just yeah. has to go just by the nature of it being sent out and then people, oh, I'll, I'll get to that email when I get to it. Right. You know? and, and if it's not the first thing, if, you know, everyone's got a list of six things to do in their life, you yeah. know, and if you're the sixth thing to do, man, it never gets done, does it? You know, of course, no. <laughs> so it's, it's been, um, it's been interesting, but nonetheless, it, it, it's been enjoyable, you know, when, when we get to the end result, you know, and we're sort of getting to the end of the, you know, the, the writing of the album. And now it's the, the the fun part, if you like, you know, we right. can uh, get into the production side of it, you know, and and, and sort of build it back up and, and yeah. make it into a record. So, you know, yeah, it's moving in the right direction. We've, we've got a release date for uh, the journey of, I think it's the end of June. Okay. So, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of time that right. we'll spend and polish it up and stuff like that. But, you know, we should really be thinking about it finishing yeah. up fairly fairly soon you know right was this record kind of like in the works prior to the pandemic or is it something you thought of hey let's work on a record while we have nothing else to do really <laughs> i mean it's funny because you know yeah it, it, to answer your question yes it, yeah. it was it, we'd we'd sort of started uh nothing too serious we'd sort of dipped our toe in and we'd sort of threw around a few ideas but nothing focuses the mind like a pandemic does, man. You know, and, and in terms of that, it was really it came down to a manager kind of, you know, really putting it to us and saying, "Do you know what? Let's put a release date out there." You know, then it it, it sort of that that brings a sharp focus into things, you know, and and right. makes you kind of understand that there's some sort of deadline. Beforehand, there's this open ended kind of you know it just goes on and on and on and so yeah. with having a deadline it, it it really sharpens it up a bit and and makes you kind of conscious of actually finishing it you know and we're sort of getting to that age now where 
you know, we're not 21 anymore, you know. Right. It's like, do you know what? We need to do this, otherwise, you know, life is going to pass us by. Yeah. But it has been, as you said, there's not been a lot to do otherwise, yeah. you know. I mean, we're locked down, you know. Even if you wanted to, to, to go out and and play and do things, yeah. you can't. Nothing's open, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're, we're kind of stuck in this sort of limbo land. So, you know, over the last kind of three or four months, we've sort of, everybody's been getting their head down and um, concentrating on moving this train in a direction to the, towards this deadline that we have. So, right. you know, deadlines are good. I never yeah. realised how good they were, man, you know what I mean? But it, it really does yeah. stop you from messing around, you know, because let's face it, when you're doing something creative, you can always go in and go, oh, I'll change this around a little bit and I'll do this and I'll do that. And as I say, it just becomes this open-ended thing that, that never gets finished, you know? Yeah. So it, it's it's nice that we have a deadline and, and we can work towards that. Right. Uh, absolutely. I know, um, like, all over here, they're starting to allow, depending on, you know, what state you're in, like, uh, venues to have, you know, a certain amount of people, you know, percentages of the, the capacity. Is it going to be similar to that over there? And you guys going to, like, plan on touring in support of the album? Well, we... We, the, Boris Johnston, the Prime Minister, he yeah. made an announcement yesterday, and um, you, you know, the, he's, he's not he's, he's not he's not very clear <laughs> in terms of his messaging, man. You know what I mean? So right. I'm still I'm still sort of absorbing it and kind of figuring out what he said, but as I understand it, in June, the venues are going to be starting to open. Okay. Now, yes, they're talking about some sort of social distancing. And uh, right. you know, obviously limiting the capacities of, of places, you know. So, uh, as I understand it, things are going to begin to open. Okay, Whether good. that means that you know we're going to get back to it, we have a tour in October and November of this right. year. Now we're quite, you know, after hearing that things were going to be open by June, uh, late June kind of excited as a wee bit because it sort of went oh well maybe uh, the, the tour might be on and, and let's yeah. face it in the last six weeks it, nothing seemed to be looking as if you know there was there was no answers to any of these questions right right and so in terms of that there's been a little bit of um movement in terms of we might be actually going on tour so okay yeah, great you yeah. know there's some festivals that 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 we'd we'd sort of had in in, in may I don't know if they're going to happen, but certainly the ones later on, late summer, yeah. early fall, as you guys call it, um, right. you know, I think there'll be some some gigs there. So, you know, that to, to be honest, that's the difficulty, know, was when we locked down, you know, I remember being really blasé and you saw, oh, not, oh, God, not Aberdeen again, you know, not, not Norwich again, you know, and, yeah. and, and sort of, you curse being on the motorway in a traffic jam, you know. I will never be moan a traffic jam ever again in my life, man, you know. I know, right? You, yeah. You've been told you can't play, and really that's the, the, the bugbearer for me, you know, is the fact that, oh, my God, you, when when you something is taken away from you and, yeah. and restricted, it just it, it makes you understand and realise how valuable it was in your life, you know, and... Yeah. As I say, Take it for granted. Yeah, go, go, going to places like 
Inverness and, and, and Aberdeen and you're kind of going, oh, no, not again, you know, and, yeah. and, and you realise, my God, we were so blessed and so lucky and so blasé about our whole life and, yeah. and the way things were and, and sort of that get taken away from us. So, I mean, I'm pining to get back and playing because that's what fills my soul, man. That's my therapy. Right. That's That's been my life for 35 years. So yeah. to, have, to, to have that stopped has just been kind of difficult to say the least. Right. And just the way the industry is now, that's like the main source of income now is touring, right? And like merchandise sales, because albums, I mean, no one really buys albums anymore, unfortunately. You know, it's all yeah. streaming and stuff like that. So that's like the bread and butter is, you know, performing. It is, and it's so much so. I mean, I, um, I you know, 35 years ago, as I said, something got a hold of me and, and took a bite out of me and it's never left me you know so, you know that this is this has been a tumultuous time for for the band and and for musicians and and all the people that surround you know that, that that feed off that that musical environment you know it's been it's been difficult for everybody so you know that with that little bit of hope that that, that we got you know that that hopefully we'll be out towards the end of the year man i'm, I'm hanging on to that you know yeah. and as you say you know, the ticket, people's buying, you know, people's bums on seats where a life kind of is now, you know, I mean, as yeah. you say, you know, you know, we're doing this album and of course we'd, we'd love it to be hugely successful. You know, we, we have to be realistic about this and, right. you know, we have to understand that, you know, albums are not the same as they were maybe 20, 30 years. So, you know, we, we live in this funny world now and certainly being a musician, it's, it's sort of upside down world where the yeah. actual gig is, is the, the, the place to do it. And, and we're lucky enough, you know, we have a history, so so we trade on that. You know, we, we, we have a, an audience, luckily, you know, we have an audience that, that sort of, I don't know, they, they went to college and did, did their, you know, all, all the things that they did in their youth. And, and for some reason, that that's that, that's a great value to people's lives. You know, they, they like to come and, and relive that if you like you know and 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 that's where our role is i think you know right and you know like the my theme of like my show you look back at things that influenced me you know growing up and like you know 35 years ago the music was industry was a lot different and like discovered you guys you know because in the states I, no offense i mean you guys are just probably known for you know wishing i was lucky and that had, you know i made a little bit of noise but then you know, love is all around which we'll talk about later so i discovered you through your debut album and um you know it, it played a little bit on the radio you know here and there and pretty much like now it's you know technology is different from where it was back then you didn't know the name of the song or the artist because it wasn't displayed on the screen you can't hold your phone up to to get it so it took me a little while to to find out who the you know the band was and you know got the, got the album and great debut album but what was like this is a long question i'm sorry but like it didn't really <laughs> make too much of a dent in the states so like was there ever like a concerned effort to kind of come over to the states and you know be successful because you guys are huge where you are yeah i mean believe me from, from a wee boy that, that that lived in glasgow and yeah. absorbed all this american culture Right. You know, for us, it was it was a dream to to, to come over to your country and and sort of, and it's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because we sort of, you know, 
not unlike the way the Beatles did, you know, in the, right. in the sort of late fifties and sixties, they got all these, you know, boats coming over from America with all these imported songs, and 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 they were sort of absorbing the music. You know, it was no different for us. You know, we we grew up with with you know, soul, Philly, you know, Memphis, you know, right. all, all all this sort of stuff was was kind of. It was ingrained, uh, almost looking to America. Do you know right. what I mean? And and sort of seeing this kind of amazing place. So yeah, I mean we, you know, it, it was always a big ambition for us to come over there and 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 sort of to try. What we we then began to understand was, hang on a minute, you know, we've been we've been absorbing all this culture and sort of then we start writing songs and it's yeah. sort of. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of in that American thing, you know, we sounded American, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and there is this sort of quandary where you're like, well, we're now bringing back to you guys what you already have in abundance, man, you know what I mean? Right, right. So in that, in that you know, th- th- there's a difficulty there of, you know, it's, we, we're sort of, you know, without being too disrespectful to our music, you know, we're we're kind of a watered down version of what you have in abundance over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know that that's one kind of difficulty that you you you'll come across right. um, as as you try and work your way through it. But I think as well, although I say that you know we absorbed all these Americanisms and American, you know, the American culture that was that was kind of on our TV screens and, and and in our radio stations, you know, there was still a bit of European, you know, I think if, I, you know, okay. now that I kind of am a wee bit older, I can look back in our stuff and I can sort of hear the European influence in there right. as well as the American influence. And, yeah. and that to me is kind of, it's valuable in as much that you, you sort of get all these influences and they, you know, they go into the melting pot. Yeah. And then they come out and sort of create something new. And, and and that was really it. Yeah, of course, we were trying to emulate what Al Green and, and Marvin Gaye, you know. But right. we we missed, you know, and I've heard this said before, we, we missed the point of it in a sense. And But by, do, by missing it totally, yeah. you know, off the mark, yeah. you, you create something, you know, sort of unique, you know. So, I mean, although we were kind of trying to you know, be these people and sort of wear the influences, you know, you can never be them, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you sort of interpret it and then you, you know, your own identity goes on there in some sort of minimal way, you know, and and so by doing that, you, you we created our kind of own unique sound, you know, and I, so, I mean, we, we came across very early on in sort of the late 80s and yeah. we, we had a big tour with Elton John back okay. in the day and you know Elton he was very much part of the furniture in the UK what I didn't realise was just how big he was in the States he's oh huge yeah then. he's my absolute you know it yeah. took us by surprise man you know okay. it was so huge Elton's Elton's a, you know, he's part of the furniture. He's he's the UK. He's he's here right. all the time. So he's 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 very ubiquitous, if you like, you know. But I think you know over there, it just it took the wind out my sails a bit. Just how cool he was, and so, you know, that really by opening for Elton, it, it kind of opened us to 
you know, a lot of people that wouldn't normally have been, you know, had exposure yeah. to us, you know. So there is guys like yourself, Noel, who are aware of the band, you know. I mean, it's very, it's very sort of culty and sort of low yeah. but that's kind of nice, you know, that's kind of nice because that that's what music was in my day. You hated it when they, you know, when everybody liked it, you know what I mean? It was always your little secret and you're like, yeah. this is my band, you know, and I'm exactly. like, you know, no, right. nobody knows about this, you know, and then suddenly they hit the big time and you go, oh, right, okay. And, but there's something nice about, you know, being that kind of, you know, sort of cliquey little thing that, that right, right, yeah. people stumble upon. And, you know, I still kind of meet people and, you know, they'll say to me, what do you do? And, yeah. And I'll tell them, and you know, and if it's American people, uh, if it's North American people, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll sort of say, "Oh no, we, we don't really know you." Yeah. And then, is there any songs I might know? And of course, when you start sort of talking about the songs, I, I've been in holiday, and then three days later, I see people <laughs> looking at me. You know what I mean? And you right. kind of go, "All oh, right, they they have obviously, you know, they obviously <laughs> they pay for them, man." You know what I mean? And so it's it's kind of. You know, I think we've we've carved out a little bit, you know, where yeah. some people know us. And we've always, you know, we've always we've made records in America. We've worked with a lot of Americans. Right, right. You know, and it, it's always nice to hear Americans because they're like, ah, it's really quite a puzzling thing for us because, yeah. you know, we see you, we like you, we music, but, you know, it surprises us that you're not, you know, you're, you're huge over in Europe, but you're not so, so big over mm -hmm. here. Guys like Niall Rogers, you know, who we worked with. Right. Willie Mitchell, who we made an album with very early on. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was always it was always nice. It's always great to go over to a, a place that, you know, and America was one of these places where, you know, we, we watched it on the television as we grew up. So it, it was kind of really a familiar place in a lot of ways. You know, I'm sure everybody says that, but it was. It was weird because... It was familiar, but you'd never been there, right? And, um, you know, and and sort of, you know, as I say, all the all the cultural things that are that are there, the the, the musical culture, especially, you know, it was um, it was something that we you know we we really embraced, and yeah. um, you know, we really enjoyed the time there. Right. Yeah, and it's funny because like us Americans, we we seem to be self centered. So it's like if you guys don't have success here, you guys probably are failures everywhere. You know, there's a ton, a ton of bands like I'm, I'll mention like Aha, they have the song you know Take on Me. You know, this big song here, but in Europe they're huge, they're massive. You know, and it's just like oh, they only had one song here, so they had to be failures. And that's just the way a lot of Americans think. They're very narrow-minded. You know, whereas like. You know, I think, that, I think that's the world over, though. You know, I mean, I, I don't yeah. think that's kind of just America. I think that's you know, every everywhere people have similar thinking, in right? That sense, uh, you know, Niall, Niall Rogers said to us once, he said, You know, the, the, the way it's worked for me, guys, as he said, that if you have a hit in America, he said, you, you have a hit all over the world, and yeah. You know, he said that that's not subject to the rule. That that's the way it is. That that's the way right. it was for me. You know, and so in a sense, I think that there was there was other things that at work for us. You know, I mean, I think we didn't come over and and sort of really kind of do ten month tours and sort of spend a lot of time there and and really work our our kind of you know, work our fingers to the bone to, to get out right. there and, and, and make it happen. 
you know, the thing about Niall saying, if you have a hit in America, you'll have a hit all, all over the world. We did it the other way around. We had a hit all over the world apart right. from America, man. Exactly. That made me think, ah, you know, there's maybe something else at work. You know, the, maybe the market and maybe the, you know, the, the, the strategy. And, and let's face it, man. I mean, we, we don't, I don't know anything about marketing or selling yeah. music. I know how to make music. I know, I know how to kind of, I know my way around a song and, and sort of that, that's as far as I can push it. You know, you're at the, you, you're left to the devices of other people and how they see it, you know? Right. And so maybe that's part of it, you know, maybe yeah. that's part of the, the answer that's, there. Yeah. But like the debut album, which, you know, it's just, I listened to it a couple of years ago. It's still fantastic. Still holds up, you know, popped in, sold out, uh, mentioned, wishing I was lucky, but there's so many, you know, other, you know, great songs on there. Yeah. 
and the album took off. I mean, it was like number hit number two, right? So like a debut album for like all what four guys who are in their twenties. I mean, what was like that that feeling like? You know, do you think like every album was going to be like that, and just like success came so quickly? You thought I can do this. It's it's pretty easy, you know. Every album is going to be like this. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I think it was, uh, you know. You know, you know, we came from nothing as well. You know, right. I mean, this was all we had. Uh, you know, we didn't. We we left school. There was a very desolate economic structure in the UK at that time. You know, there was um, there was no jobs. We used to be an industrial kind of nation. We used right. to build ships, and and by the time we left school, they'd stopped building ships. So there was there was kind of uh, mass unemployment where we were. So. So this was our way out of that, if you like, you know, right. and in general terms, you know, and, you know, we are song like Wishing I Was Lucky. We didn't really know at the time, but but it was kind of political because we, we were just, it was, we were telling the truth, you know, like this is, yeah, we wish we were lucky, you know what I mean? And, right. and so in terms of that, it's, it's amazing how quickly you adapt to success and, and sort of all the trappings of it, you know, because yeah. as I said, we came from nothing and then suddenly right. we're kind of, elevated status and you know to give you a bit of the background you know we we came from a, a city called Glasgow and you know Glasgow had a reputation of being quite you know quite a violent you know sort of rainy grey you know what I mean industrial you know fairly drab kind of city you know and and so in the sort of mid to late 80s they you know, the powers that be started to to kind of look at Glasgow in a different way and say, actually, it's not as grey and violent as we think it is. It's once it gets a, a, a reputation, it's so hard to shake it. But what they did, they, they, they kind of focused on art and culture and, you know, architecture and museums and, and sort of, you know, tried to build its profile in that way. And, and it, you know, it, it really... It helped it out of that kind of recession, and you know there, there was a few guys at the helm that that that, that pushed that button and, and sort of made Glasgow quite an international city, if you like, because it's not the capital. You know, usually people would come to Scotland; they would go to Edinburgh, you know, and 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 so in, in terms of that, it was, you know, Edinburgh was the focus because it's the capital. Glasgow was the second sort of city, you know. Right. So of course. You know, as Glasgow's star kind of began rising, we became sort of poster boys for that. You know, suddenly we were kind of these yeah. guys from Glasgow, a young band, you know, right. really typical, uh, you know, we, we spoke the right way, you know, we, we, we had a swagger. You know, our star rose at the same time as that. So, you know, we went up in this crest of a wave on the back of where we came yeah. from as well. So, I mean, there was... There was a lot of kind of stars aligning, you know, at, at, at the time for us, you know. So, right. so we were lucky where the geography, you know, I mean the, the 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 fact that we were young guys, you know, getting out there. So I, you know, to go back to your question, did you think it was always going to be like that? You know, and as I said it's funny yeah. how easily you adapt to success right. and, and all that and, and the trappings of it, you know, and we thought, I, I mean, you're bulletproof, you know, I mean, things were just, you know, yeah. everything we turned, touched turned to, to gold in a sense. And, yeah. 
and we were lucky, you know. I mean, we were, we were, you know, I still see go back home at times and, you know, see some people that, that, that didn't necessarily get out the way that we got out, you know, and, uh, you know, they're still there. So, you know, I count my blessings. Um, you know, we've, we've had an amazing run at it. And, right. you know, who would have thought that 35 years later I'm talking to somebody in America saying, wow, we're doing a new album and, and, and yeah. this, is, this is the way it's going. I think... As well, coming from the west of Scotland, it's like, I mean, I imagine it's probably like, you know, places like Chicago and Detroit, you know, all these kind of heavy industry, parts of New York as well, you know, right. where, you know, it's, it's very down to earth, you know, and there's lots of working people there and, uh, you know, you can't really, in Glasgow, you can't really get above your station. Believe it or not, we try to. Yeah. But we were always slapped back down, man. Right, yeah. You know, you're Glaswegians, man. We know where you come from, man. We yeah. know the school you went and we know what you are, you know. And so in terms of that, 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 that there's that grounding beneath you that I, I think I, I still hold to this day. And, and it's sort of, it makes me fiercely proud to be a Glaswegian, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, right. I, I, you, you kind of belong there and, and yeah. it sort of never leaves you no matter where you go in the world, you know, and, Hi. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, man. As you as you'll understand, I just yeah. rabble and uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's quite it's, it's quite all right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned like you know, wishing I was lucky is kind of political. So, like being you know proud of your like Scottish and classical roots shows in the music, right? Yeah. And because that's what you guys know, and that's you know that's you're right. proud of. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, that, that was the thing. It, it just it came out of that. It came out of that whole thing of of not having a job and not having yeah. anything to do, and it's like, well, you know, we, <laughs> and it's like you sort of, oh, let's start a band, and and of course you've got all oh, your mates kind of go, well, that that's never going to work, is it? You know, I mean, yeah, that doesn't happen, to guys. Like yeah, us, you know, and you're kind of going, well, I don't know, maybe we, you know, mm. let's let's believe in something, you know. Yeah. And I think that was it as well. It was something that that we all kind of had a belief in and and wanted to do and. You know, music for me was always a, you know, it was, it was never, you never went into school and sort of, you know, went, you know, your career obviously <laughs> said, oh, I want to play in a band, you know, I mean, that yeah. was just, you know, it right. wasn't until, you know, I met Tommy, who was, who, you know, he plays the drums and, yeah. you know, we met in the school bus and uh, and he's going, I've got, a, I've got a set of drums and you were just like, what, what? what's right. that? They like man, you know. Yeah. I mean, they've never even seen a, a drum ever, right? Uh, apart from, you know, and and the music shops and stuff like that. So I mean, things like that, you know, when when, when you kind of surrounded with guys and uh, you know, me and Tommy started playing together, and and it was like actually, you know, we can do this. You know, Tommy was was out playing gigs when he was like 13, 14 years old. You know, right. And uh, I had a bass with three strings on it. You know, that's what he, he said. You know what, Graham? I don't think I can play in a band with you because you've not got four strings on your bass guitar. You know what I mean? You've only got three, you know? I was like, hey, man, I'm poor, man. You know, what can I say to you, man? You know, it's like, this is the way it is for us, you know? So, you know, it was like, you know, we were lucky, I think, that we kind of bonded at that, that young age as well. You know, we, we, we kind of let a school band you know that that, that kind of we were on the same class together, and so in, in terms of that, there was a sort of bond 
kind of made back then, and and it, and it's sort of you know we're lucky enough that we that we've carried we'll doing it. Yeah. So there was like no plan B. This was this was like the band or bust, right? There was absolutely nothing you guys had. That, that was it. Wow. There was there was nothing. There was there was no not even a, nobody had a job. Yeah. Back to never right. find a job doing a job. You know what I mean? So it was there was nothing like that. You know, I, I kind of knew. You know, when when we were sixteen and seventeen and and we'd left, I had the feeling. Not, not that we were going to go and have this amazing career, but I just, I, I kind of knew that, you know, we, we had a singer like Marty who was, it was really charismatic. You know, people, he was a likable yeah. guy. Do you right. know what I mean? People, people really warmed to him as well. And you could see that when we played live, it was just people were kind of transfixed, you know? And you can see that when you, when you're playing to 50 people, you see how people yeah. are reacting and, and so that that kind of made me realise actually, if we write a couple of songs here, you know, we'll have a chance. And right. and at that time in the eighties, you know, the the music business was exploding. It had loads of money. Of course, you would have the London music business who would come up to Glasgow and they would sign all the bands and give you a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And, and so of course, suddenly you're like, oh my god, man. My, my my boat has just come in, man. You know what I mean, and uh, so I, I mean, lots of bands get signed in Glasgow, and, and we were by no means the the best band there. You know, we were we were just amongst another two dozen bands that right. get snapped up. And um, but I just felt, you know what? If we if we write a couple of tunes, then you know yeah. we we've got a chance. You know, we've got a chance because because Marty looks good and he's he's a dynamic front man. Yeah. And, and we yeah. can all play a little bit, you know. Yeah. What well, did songwriting like come easy to you? No, it, it, it never did, and you know, it, it was it's, it's, even to this day. I I find it really, you know, I hate people that say, "Oh man, that took me ten minutes to write that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, like Elton, who I I imagine it, it, it kind of oozes from his pores, man. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. sort of. He's he's quite a decent piano player as well. So you know, guys like that. You know, I think with Elton, where he was clever was he, he got a guy like Bernie and to, exactly yeah. to write the lyrics. So of course he, he's got somewhere to go with all his music, and and that that's where he was clever. You know, we we struggled around and and sort of you know we knew what we liked. So you know, you you have this you know when you start off, you have this enthusiasm and this youth and this energy. Now that takes you a bit of the way, do you know what I mean? But where it becomes difficult, I think, is to, when you start to try and write something that is going to go and connect with people and go go out and people are going to kind of like it, that that was always the, the difficulty, I think, for us. You know, even in this album, it's still a, a struggle. I can write a song, but, but I think it's difficult to write a good song, you know, and, and it's difficult to know what a good song is and it's difficult to know what people will like in a song, you know, because usually the band and the musicians, they often tend to like the really the stuff that, that nobody... And, and so the stuff that you write in 10 seconds and go, oh, I don't know if that's any good, you know, that's usually the ones that everyone goes, oh, that's... Love that. Hey, I really, you know, right. love that. And so it's trying to strike that balance of 
of understanding. And you'll never understand it because if we all understood it, we would never have any failures and we would have fantastic songs. So that, that's the puzzle of, of songwriting, I think, you know, and, and for me, it, it's, it's a, a never ending, you know, every day is a school day, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every day, picking up the guitar, uh, I, I, I figure out something new on it and it's like, wow, man, you know, after 35 years, it's still pulling yeah. me in there, you know, and, and that's the way, you know, that's what I love about music. You know, I love that challenge of right. trying to write a song. And it was the manager that was like, right, you know, we're going to get the co-writers in. And I was like, well, you know, should we really be doing that? Because, you know, we'd be as well just calling ourselves the Bay City Rollers then and, and you know, and just doing that, you know, we're way away. So, you know, he was like, well, on you go, you know, go and you do it then, you know. And so yeah. in that way, that channeled me back into this love of doing this thing that's it's extremely difficult to do. Yeah. You know, it's hard to write 16 lines of something that you think I actually that's really good and then of course have the music around it you know so it's, it's just pushing and taking you at your comfort zone again and let's face it we could we could go out there and, and we have to a certain extent for the yeah. last 15 years we've went out and we've played on the history of what we created mm -hmm. back in the day yeah. you know for me now especially with a guy like Kevin who's just come into the band, you know, right. it's a breath of fresh air. It's a new yeah. show, you know, I'm learning from him. And that is just a fantastic thing that, right. you know, at 55 years old, man, he's teaching me things about my own band that I thought I, I knew. Of. And so that's, that's the kind of, it's the rebirth, it's the renewal, it's, it's trying to kind of, you know, bring this new guy in there. That's not been easy. Let's yeah. try and write an album. Oh my God, what are we doing? Nobody wants to hear new music. And for me, that is the challenging bit because, you know, I think we have written two or three really good songs. Yeah. That would, wouldn't be at a place and it's like popped in, sold out. Wouldn't be at a place and uh, picture this, you know, to, to a lesser extent, the, the um, uh, high and the happy side. You know, so I'm I'm reconnecting with the past, and and that's all we can do. You know, yeah. we we, we kind of we are a you know I can't I don't want to ignore the past because that's that's who we are. You know, yeah. that's what made us who we are, and and so right. you have to pick up in that in some sort of way. But the the conundrum is to make it something new that that, that people are going to oh I recognise that you know and yeah. you know it was always put to me. You know, oh, you sold four million records of of that. You know, the love is all around thing, and and so the guy said, well, that means that there's four million people that if you do something as good as that again, they'll probably buy into it. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, you know th these things that you pick up along the way, that they're always in the back of your mind yeah. when you're writing. You can't help that. You know, always like four million people might buy this. You know, <laughs> you, you're trying to make it as appealing as possible, as well as you know, it comes down to appeasing my musical tastes yeah. first and foremost. You know, if I like it, then the hope is that somebody else somewhere will like it, you know, the case. But you right know, now, of course not. You, you hope that, that you, you know, your taste is, is such that, you know, it's not too far off the, the track, you know what I mean? It's not too far away from what people expect. And that's it. I think. Right. People expect something from where, where, you know what I mean? If you say, oh, this is where the new single, then, 
automatically people think, all oh, right, love's all around. Oh, school of mystery, wishing I was lucky. Immediately things yeah. pop into their head. So so they, you know, I think we, we did things really well back then. And that's why the bar is set pretty high. So if you don't come yeah. up to that, it's not going to connect in the same way, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And you mentioned like Kevin, who I guess he won the, the voice, right? In, in yeah, UK, yeah. right. Uh, so when Marty left, was that, I mean, was that out of the blue? Well, so we'll start there first. Was that kind of like a, a gut punch, really? <laughs> it was a wee bit high. I mean, it yeah. was, um, you know, we, we kind of struggled on in terms of, you know, we, we'd, we'd had this huge success for right. 10, 15 years. Then we had the wee sabbatical. Then we came back again. And yeah. there was, to, to me, of course it was going to be different because we weren't 15, 16 year old guys anyway. You know, families, we'd, you know, things had changed, dynamics yeah. had altered. Marty had moved into musical theatre. And, you know, a, a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people do that, especially with the advent of the music business kind of collapsing in itself. You know, it, it, suddenly the money wasn't there. And I can understand why Marty kind of went into the West End and went into yeah. musical theatre. It was never something that, that I could understand or that, that I could ever go to because I, I hadn't grown up with anything like that, you know, not in a different kind of space. You know, the, there was always this, with a with a band the way it was, there, there was always the the collision course of, oh, I can't commit to that because I've got six months to do here. Yeah. I'm only going to tour with Blood Brothers and, and, and other theatrical yeah. things, you know, so... I always felt oh, we're playing a bit second fiddle to to everything yeah. else, and you know something it became a side project, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, and and yeah. who wants to become a side project? Of course, after yeah. having like the, all these the, massive hits and stuff, yeah, and all the stuff, and 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 I always felt that if if we did treat it like a side project, then we would never get the momentum. We would of never course, get the yeah, that you need because let's face it, you know, in this business. You know, if if you're not quite firing in all five cylinders, man, there's plenty of guys just below you going, hey, look, I've got this and I'm firing up, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's always people coming up below you, man, that will just right. wipe the floor from you, you know, if you're yeah. not kind of, if you haven't got that momentum. So it was always a difficult, it was always difficult for us and it was difficult for Marty, you know. It, it sort of got to that stage where, you know, it felt as if we were going out and going through the motions, trading on this, the past glories, and, you know, there was no room for a new album, and why would you want to do a new album? Because nobody likes new music anyway, and and so yeah. you're, you're caught in this place where, you know, where, where do you take a band that, that's been huge yeah. at some point and then aren't anymore, you know, and, and right. you know, a guy stepping in and out when you know, not when it suits him, but just, you know, he's got side projects, you know, you become this side project. So in, in terms of, in, in terms of, you know, where Marty's head was, you know, he put out that statement. It was sort of, I expected something. I just didn't expect it to be as final as that, you know, and it was a sort right. of, look, guys, I'm stepping out and I'm going on tour. And, you know, so... Threw the ball back into the guys in the band's core, so yeah. we decided that you know 
I didn't want to. F- I, I thought we had something more to say musically. I've always right. thought that. Uh, I've just always felt that we've never had the the time and the inclination and and the push to to make it happen, you know, in any meaningful way. So this just opened that door for me. And um, you know, once the other guys in the band agreed that we were going to take this forward and then we had to find a new singer. Yeah. And you know, then we get into the the mechanics and the the machinations of, you know, I mean, you can't you could not replace Marty. You know, right. was the whole thing. It was like, you know, at first we looked for a replacement and, you know, it was never going to work because Marty's a unique guy. He's a unique singer. Yeah. He's, he's a one-off man, you know what I mean? So I, we were getting a lot of guys and I don't want to be disrespectful to the people that came in and tried to, to, to do that. Yeah. But they, you know, they came in and inhabited the part that Marty played and, you know, I can see the joins. Do you know what I mean? I can, I can. I'm like, this is, you know, you're almost crying in the rehearsal room because you know it's not going to work, man. You know, and and so when Kevin came along, he's he was a different animal. It was, a, you know, different charisma, different personality. You know, and when I saw that, I just saw that's the way forward for us, man. Because we're not replacing. We're not getting somebody to come in and copy yeah. we're getting something new and we're getting something that can take us down a completely new direction and a new road uh, that's going to you know he's young enough to make us young as well man you know right. I mean? like my god man you know this guy's got energy and you know that's something that I think we didn't have in the last 10-15 years was the, the kind of energy that you need to play in a rock and roll band man you know right. what I mean and I think as well, you 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 grow lazy, man. You know, you you get into that kind of place where it's like, yeah. let's go through the, the emotions again, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's, you know, it's it's not pushing any, it's not pushing any boundaries. It's not it's not pushing any creativity. Right. You know. So, in a sense, three four years down the line, you know, it's maybe been the best thing that's happened. For both of us, you know, for yeah. Marty as well, for, and for us, because it just means that we can now, you know, proceed in this this way that we're going. Right. We've written nine brand new songs, and uh, yeah. there's another three being cooked up as I speak. And you know, we'll have a dozen songs and a new album in the summer. And I think even Marty's got a new album coming out shortly as well. So, you know, it's been it's been cathartic, and it's right. been difficult but it's been rewarding as well yeah. and, and sort of I think it's added a value to you know who we are as people yeah. and, and who we are as a band so like what's been like the response to Kevin in the band now like I mean not, not not like inside the band but like you know like like publicly and you know the fans and like the media like what's what's been because obviously here we don't know but like what what's what's been like the uh, the reaction to it well you know to, to take rewind to four years ago uh, or three years ago, it was um, you know there was a lot of resistance uh, against Kevin kind of taking it forward, you know, and, right. and I can understand that. There's yeah. always resistance when mm-hmm. something is so embedded in people's yeah. mind and memories, you know. But I, you know, for me, it was always going to be, you know, 
we're taking the band forward. If you want to see how it works, you put Kevin in front of us and you come and see it. And that's how you see it working, you know. Mm-hmm. You you can only understand it when you hear how it works and and, and how uh, Kevin leads the band, uh, you know, leads as the lead singer. You know, you, you can't explain that to anybody. So, as I say, there was lots of resistance. It's now got beyond the part where... You know, there was always the, the Marty word was always something that, you know, was always brought up. And yeah. so like two years ago, that that kind of disappeared in a sense. And it was like, you know, it became an accepted part. And, and that's the way life is, isn't it? You know, when you start doing these things, there's lots of resistance against you. You come up to a lot of friction and, you know, you come up against it. Then people become more accepting of it. And then it becomes the normal. It becomes the accepted. And, you know, Kevin, there's still people there, don't get me wrong, there's still people there that, that don't see the band without Mark. will always be, yeah. That, that's just a fact of life. And that's fine, you know, I can understand yeah. that. You're welcome to your opinion. But we're also allowed to, you know, take the band the way we want to take it. Of course. Well, you know, yeah. you know, so... I think there's a there's there's a lot more acceptance around Kevin now, and you know the fact that you know he's he's not coming in and and sort of taking Marty's place. Yeah. He is the new version of where it went. Yeah, and it's, it's always difficult for a band. You know, let's not kid ourselves. It's difficult for a band that have kind of got a history together mm-hmm. to suddenly kind of take that part and and put it all together again. You know, it's yeah. always going to take maybe three, four years, I think, to get to this place that we are now. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen over the course of the next two years. I mean, I'm excited because, yeah, man, we've just had the most, you know, the most terrible time uh, that has happened in our lifetime, you know, where, you know, who would have thought we'd be talking about being locked down, man, for God's sake. Yeah, right. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, now we seem to be coming out of that that tunnel and and sort of looking forward and thinking, you know what, we've got a tour, we've got a new record, we've got a new singer, you know, we've got a new lease of life and, you know, we're blessed, we're blessed, you know, we're lucky and, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Exactly, right, and and people like are hungry to get out and, you know, for music and, you know, for shows, so it it should be a good, you know, reception. I, I, I definitely, you know, imagine that, yeah. I do, I do hope so. No, because yeah. you know, you you do think that you know people that from what I hear and from 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 where I go and I speak to people, you know, music ha- definitely, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, twenty years, people talk about streaming and yeah. you know, how music hasn't got a value anymore and and all that. And I think this is just brought into sharp focus how valuable music is to people, right? You know? and, yeah. and how valuable. You know, gigs. I've missed gigs, man. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. been terrible, man. Do you know what I mean? To to not be able to to have that taken out your life, no fault of your own. You know, it's not like we've made the decision. I'm not going to go to gigs anymore. That would be exactly. all right, but it's like no, you can't. That's just off the table, man. You know, well, hang on a minute. You know, I mean, the whole therapeutic nature, the whole kind of mental health that, that that we never even knew existed you yeah. know what i mean until it gets taken away from you and you're like what why am i going insane here you know, I know. what 
why am I banging my head off this wall here, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been doing this for four hours, you know, and it's like, aye, because it's not, you know, I'm not feeding my soul. And that was always, you always kind of put that out as lip service, you know, but yeah. you know, when it when it gets taken away from you, man, it, it really does impact your life. Yeah, it does. Like I said before, you don't appreciate the stuff until you really can't do it or, you know, have it. Yeah. But I have to ask you, obviously, about Love is All Around. Um, you know, here, you know, it, it did well. So you would hear on the radio, you know, a little bit. But over there, I'm, I obviously it blew up at like 15 weeks, number one, right? You know, it almost, yeah, yeah it, it almost be Brian Adams, you know, everything I do, yeah. I do it for you. Yeah. In, in wildest dreams, can you imagine like having that song like that and just people getting sick of it? And, and, and no offense, but I mean, hearing it so much everywhere. So, the, I mean, can you even imagine that?
that's another one that we, we, we got the choice of, um, you know, we knew it was going to be part of a movie. Right. Uh, or Warrington Queen Roll, yeah. Funeral. We, because it was a wedding, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same over in America, but in, certainly over here, when you get a wedding band, when you book a wedding band, yeah, you know they they come and play the hits of the day or or the bride and groom's favorite songs. Right, I mean? right. So, so of course you knew because it was four weddings and a funeral. You know they were trying to be clever and oh let's let's recreate yeah. let, let's have all kind of profile bands playing. Right, and it was Richard Curtis' favorite favorite songs basically so we get the choice of gloria gainer i will survive right um barry manilow can't smile without, without you and then this trog song that i know history with i i'd sort of somebody said oh I, I feel it in my fingers and i and i said oh yeah i feel it in my toes i, I kind of knew it you know it was kind of right. in my psyche i didn't yeah. know it know it i, I knew it like be, being a distant kind of memory somewhere. So having no history with it, we, we went into the studio um January. We used to get Christmas and New Year out of the way in Scotland. Then around about January the 2nd or 3rd, we would go into the studio and just go and write some songs, mm-hmm. you know, if we were home. And um, so this, this, I think it was in 93 or 94, can't quite remember. Anyway, we went in in January. We spent three days recording, and you know the funny thing is, the keyboard player said, "No, let you know when we said we've got the three song choice. You right. know, let's do the Barry, Barry Manilow one. Can you imagine if we'd done that? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> history you know. would totally changed, man. But the you know, I, I kind of you know, it was a no brainer for me because you couldn't we couldn't really do the glory again. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's iconic and it's, it's, it's been done before a lot. Yeah. You know, and then you've got uh, Barry Manilow. Now, you know, I love Barry. He's a fantastic writer. You know, he's, he's, he's amazing, but I just felt, do you know what? We walk a fine line. And, and if, if we're doing a Barry Manilow song, man, we'll tip, the cheeseometer man, you know, and it'll just be yeah. too cheesy, maybe. Right. So this prog song was was one that I just thought, you know, the thing about records in the sixties, they don't sound great sonically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they sound quite tinny and quite right. thin. So I was I was of the impression I was like, oh, look, if we even just tune our guitars up, it's going to sound better than the trogs, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Because just the way the technology is today, it's better than it was when they right. recorded this. So, of course, we, we had sort of bits and pieces that were lying about the studio, and I'm talking about, like, musical chord progressions, and and we sort of recycled them and sort of fitted them into the song, and suddenly, in the, in the space of about four or five hours, we, we had this thing that was kind of complete, you know, and it was like, we didn't really need to do that much to it, you know, it was kind of there, and, and we, after we finished it, you know, we all sat and thought, that, that sounds pretty good to us, you yeah. know, thinking, and somebody said, it will make a fantastic B-side, you know, and right. I don't know, you remember B-sides? Of, of course, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you're like, you know, it wasn't until I started playing it to people, and guys, like my, my wife's uh, father, he didn't really warm to the band, okay. and uh, he sort of, he turned around and said, man, I think that's the best thing you've ever done, right? And so that, to me, I was like, right, Joe, right, that's strange, right? Because he never, I never get that from. 
there was people coming up to me and going, oh, man, you know, guy, older guys, you know, were, were yeah. kind of, you know, they, so I knew something was afoot. But we sent it to the record company. They were like, we've, we've sent it to Richard Curtis. And then he wanted to put it in the movie that had already been edited and cut. And wow. So, I mean, you knew. Yeah. You know, you had something had moved. And, and you know, the, these are the sort of records that, you know, somebody said, go and record the Trogs, Love is All Around, mm. and it'll be the biggest hit you've ever had. You would go in with all these preconceived ideas. Of oh, course, okay, yeah. I, I better do that. The thing about going into the studio, we have this mantra where we say, like, leave your brain at the door because you don't want to be thinking too much. Well, of course not. Make it, you, yeah. know, you want it to kind of come out and be genius and be quite natural and organic and all these sort of big words that we use nowadays. So, of course, you know, we never thought anything about it. We just did it. And, you know, it, it was one of these songs. Listen, I, you know, it got, it was a song that got a lot of bad press. And I think it got bad press just because it became so huge, so huge. you know. Yeah. But we, we weren't, you know, it wasn't like we were driving it in one way or another. Yeah. Right. It just gathered its own momentum. It grew arms and legs and just, yeah. it just went out there and, and just shocked everybody. It just, <laughs> you know, we were getting things. There's a story about a guy, a, yeah, you have jukeboxes, you know what a jukebox yeah. is. Yep. They've got jukeboxes in pubs in and, and, and the UK. And, you know, one guy was in the paper saying, I had to break into the jukebox, take the wet, wet, wet love is all around record <laughs> because it had just been played constantly, right. constantly, constantly, constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you were, you know, you were hearing all these kind of, you know, all these stories. Eventually, yeah. something that's such a positive thing for everybody starts to become this negative yeah. thing, you know, and and so that I think it's just the nature of something that that becomes hugely successful. Eventually, the the one turns, doesn't it? And it's like, oh, right. Right, you know, you become this kind of thing, this yeah. revered thing that you know it, it turns it on its head. And and so, in terms of that, there's nothing we we had no control over that record. Right, yeah. That just that just went out and did yeah. what it did. It was amazing because, you know, usually when you release a record. You have to do things like I'll come and talk, do loads of interviews with guys like you, and right. sort of speak to the press, and uh, if you can get on the radio, and if you can get on the television, yeah. you know all these things were like, you know, I was sitting in my house doing nothing. It's flying off, you know, it's <laughs> right. flying off, selling millions, yeah. right? I mean, we're not doing anything. It's just. It's, it's got its own momentum, you know, it's got yeah. its own kind of, it's, it's its own life. It was almost right. like looking at somebody else's record. And, do, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened in a, because, it, you know, suddenly, you know, I think we were in, in the sort of the point where the record company, you know, there was always the talk. We need to drop yeah. this band, you know. You, you're yeah. going to get dropped at some point, you right? Know, right. That that's a that's written in the stone when you sign your contract. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to happen. So of course, this record comes along just at the point when they're going. If this doesn't happen, they're bombed out. Yeah. Oh boy, did it happen, man! You know, and it was just yeah. like suddenly we're 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 renegotiating contracts. But you know, a yeah. life changed, and and right. we did a good life. You know, we we earned pretty decent money. We were yeah. kind of 
we weren't by any stretch of the imagination, you know, extreme wealth, but we had right. a nice living yeah. where we came from. And so that changed all that. And I'll say one thing, you know, we, we, you know, things turned on their head when real money came in. Yeah. You know, money that I, I never understood existed. You know what I mean? Right. Suddenly you're like, oh my God, man, this is, we're sort of in another level now. And, you know, that's why I say I, I'm glad it happened because, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still living off the of success of it to this yeah. day. Thank God, man, because we just had to park everything up for a year, man. You know what I mean? So, I mean, luckily that pulls when, if you want to call it that. It's it sort of enabled me to have the life that I wanted to live, a working right. life that I wanted to live. You know, I can sit and I can make music at my own disposal. Yeah. I can do what I want to do. And, you know, there's not many people in bands that can actually say that, you know, right. and, and sort of have that kind of plan B, if you like, you know, yeah. to use your, your phrase, man, you know, of, of like, you know, you're lucky, I think, if you, if you you know, back in the day, it was like, if you last 10 years, you're doing really you're well, man. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're kind of doing all right, you know? Right. And, and so we, we, we've had this amazing kind of 30-odd years that, that is still going. And, and mm. I, you know, I feel so blessed, you know? I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, that record happened to us. And I say it happened to us because, you know, it wasn't by design. It was by a guy who made a movie and, and brought yeah. all his favourite bands and his favourite music. And right. It's his wee project, isn't it? You know, and you're just like, ah, okay, we'll go along with that, you know? Yeah. And, and little did we know what we had in store. So it was, it's, it's been fantastic. And, you know, I love that record because, as you say, it comes on the radio and it's not like, you know, it's like some some bands have albatrosses, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, of course, you know, and this can be construed as our albatross, but I wear that albatross proudly, man. You know what I mean? To yeah. me, it's like it's a decent record because it's not the birdie song. I don't know if you have that over there, but it's these kind of quirky little records that are huge. But yeah, you know, you would you, you wouldn't want to stand next to it and go, That oh, was me that made that, right? You know, whereas this record, mm. I can stand next to it and say, Actually, mm. we made something great here, right? That, that really went out and. Yeah. and and did some amazing things for everybody, you know? Yeah. So you actually mentioned, like, has there been a place, like an interesting place where, you, where you've heard that song or one of your songs on the radio and you kind of had to stop for a second and think about it? <laughs> I mean, if I'm in a foreign country and, and you yeah. hear your record, there's, there's no better feeling than that, you know? Right. Where, where you don't speak the language. I've been in places like Spain and Italy. I've been at the, the, the lower regions of the Himalayas and heard cassette players playing pop and sold out a long time ago, you know what I mean? So yeah, you're just like, you know, this band is, you know, it's, it's a funny band, man. You know, people do strange things around it, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's sort of, as you say, you know, it pops up in unexpected places, you know, and, you know, we've just been so lucky. I keep coming back to that, but, I, you know, I, I really value that, you know, the fact that, you know, guys that I kind of really respect, like Niall Rogers, you know, like Willie Mitchell, you know, guys like that, I've actually heard of my band, you know, the band yeah. that, that we grew up with. That, that for me is an immense source of pride because, you know, when when the better company said to us, who do you want to produce your record, you know, we were like, 
what what's a producer? <laughs> we don't know. What, what does that do? So, uh, we go back to look at the records that we loved. Niall Rogers' name pops no, up a lot. Yep, totally. Billy Mitchell did all these fantastic Al Green records, you know what I mean? So it was like, oh, let's go and try, you know, thinking they ain't ever going to work with us, right. man. Suddenly yeah. it's like you get the phone call like that. Oh, you know, hey, hiya, Niall. How are you doing? You know, right. my mate says, it's lucky we're no dogs or they would see your tail wagging. Do you know what I mean? And you're, trying to, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to be blasé about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sort of, yeah okay. I, there's there's Niall on the phone, man. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, that, that that's the beauty of this band, as I say. It, it kind of went out there and 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 we must have done something, right? Because we kept right. the attention of these people. And, um, you know, it's been such an amazing thing to go and be able to work with people that you really respect. Right, absolutely. And you're not going to get those people to work on it if you don't ask. So, yeah, exactly. So, what's the worst? They'll say no, but they said yes. So, that's, exactly. yeah, exactly. But, but before I let you go, I got to, you kind of have a place in my wife and my heart because we, I put a Sweet Surrender on a mixtape for her.
We first started dating so we're approaching our 20 year anniversary so this was like 25 years ago 26 years ago wow, man. so i added that song so i had to let you know <laughs> that's fantastic man well um and that's yeah. the other thing that's the other beauty of that you know obviously four weddings and a funeral love is all around if i could tell you how many people have come up and said listen that was my first i'm sure you know you're just like hi okay. but when i hear things like that you know lots of people get I proposed to my wife when we were listening to Goodnight Girl. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. <laughs> you're like, wow, man, you know, you, it's such a, you know, the, the, the pleasure that I, I get from that, you know, right. the fact that your music is out there and, and it touches people and, yeah. and, and they make these big extravagant, mm. kind of, you know, sort of life changing things yeah. and your records on in the background, man. Right. What's better than that, man? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's amazing. It's right. Amazing. I mean, you know, I'm dating myself because I actually had to make a tape where now people just make playlists. You know, it's, it, was, it was much harder to do a tape, you know, yeah, than now that. just easier to point and click. So, yeah. But uh, I, hey, that that's great though, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I do love that. Uh, you know, as you say, you know, you had to source your music. You had to get your cassette. Of course. You know, they'll put the Dolby on or they'll like Dolby. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 now it's like, it's, you know, everyone's got a phone, haven't they? And the record collection's on the phone. Oh, and, right. You know, so, you know, in our day, you had to go. If somebody told you about a band, you, you couldn't click online and then find exactly. out everything about them. Right. You, had to, you had to wait. Oh, I'll go and buy it in the record shop. Yeah. Then you, then your mates, you know. A lot of work. Your, yeah. Your social circle as well, wasn't it? I mean, it was everything. Yeah. So right. it's pretty amazing, man. But listen, Noel, it's been fantastic, man. It's uh, mm. I've enjoyed this chat. and Me too. I appreciate it. And good luck with the, with the new album. I can't wait to hear it. And a special thanks to Graham for joining me today. You can follow him on Twitter at GrahamClark1. That's the number one. And you can go to his website, GrahamClark.co.uk. Follow the band on Twitter at WetWetWetUK. Their website, WetWetWet.co.uk. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first all one nine, 
or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show's on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. A new episode comes in every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then. Yeah.